Welcome to Machine Learning. Creating hydrogen from the sun. Um, so, the sun is the most plentiful source of energy on the earth as far as renewables are concerned. Um, it uh, produces enough energy over a certain uh, surface area that you, we can use it to uh, produce lots of power. But um, one that's really exciting is producing hydrogen from salt water. Solar energy water splitting panels create hydrogen for fuel cell vehicles. A small amount of silicon and cobalt growing in nanostructure thin films of iron oxide convert sunlight into electrons needed to form hydrogen from water. Cauliflower-like structures have high surface area for splitting water. The silicon improves electron conductivity in the material. The cobalt acts as a catalyst. Hypersolar generator produces hydrogen from salt water. Wastewater can be used to produce electricity or hydrogen. The electrolyte um, catch-in exchange molecule is being used by the Navy to research synthetic fuels, liquid natural gas, and hydrogen from salt water. So, um, what would that mean? Well, synthetic fuels for the Navy uh, would probably mean that it's more f clean uh, burning, fuel efficient, probably clean burning. Most of the time when uh, hydrogen is added to hydrocarbons, uh, it's due to, uh, it's added to help it become more clean burning. Nanoflow cell uses salt water to create electric charge, which is stored in supercapacitors. The car's two 100-liter tanks have a 373-mile range and four electric tires motors in the tires. Um, so there's a question, will hydrogen production be possible with low-energy nuclear reactions? Nickel-hydrogen... LENR is used to produce excess heat. The nickel is in a powder form and spread over a surface as um, surface as, at micron sized carbonyl nickel. The nickel is hydrated when the hydrogen is bonded with the uh, top surface layer of the nickel atoms, then absorption is occurred. Curd. If hydrogen penetrated deeper into the nickel lattice, then absorption occurs. Low energy nuclear reactions will be the energy of the future for producing clean energy electricity with no carbon footprint. The Department of Energy invests uh, $20 billion in funding research on hydrogen production. LENR operates at uh, nuclear scale energy levels, removing storage of hydrogen as a problem. One gram of hydrogen can power a house for a year. 
uh, both storage and transportation of hydrogen will not be a problem in the future. Distributed hydrogen production will reduce cost and provide a reliable fuel supply. Hydrogen is a $100 billion business. The largest electrolysis plant is in Zimbabwe, 100 megawatts of power to create the hydrogen that will produce one megawatt of power through a fuel cell. Tritium is the best documented demonstration of LENR. Production of energy is low when tritium forms. Well, um, Japan was one of the first uh, cultures to adopt the hydrogen society. Japan believes that the hydrogen fuel cell vehicle is the future. 40,000 hydrogen powered fuel cells will be on Japanese roads by 2020 and 200,000 by 2025 and 800,000 by 2030. Um, not sure if those numbers are still solid, but that was projected uh, about back in 2011 or so when I was doing this research. Currently, there are 1,740 fuel cell cars in Japan. That's probably a lot higher today and 4,000 worldwide. Japan wants energy independence. Hydrogen as a fuel source will provide Japan as energy independence. A car's fuel cell stack and hydrogen tank can power a home for up to a week in an emergency. After Fukushima, Japan lost one-third of its energy production due to nuclear power shutdowns, which is fantastic. But the bad thing is that they switched to liquid natural gas for the energy production when they could have switched to low-energy nuclear reactions and uh, scaled the uh, power plants up to uh, gigawatt and produce the power that uh, uh, they need through low energy nuclear reactions. Toyota released 5,600 patents for, for the companies to use fuel cell cars to the market. Um, why is hydrogen better than natural gas for transportation? Well, electric vehicles have a power problem. It takes massive electric generators to power electric vehicles. One gas station has the capacity of 10,000 to 20,000 gallons or 500 megawatts. We talked about this the other day. Um, and so my argument was is we, you want the uh, low-energy nuclear reactions uh, maybe even power plants, and use that to reform the hydrogen. So if you could have, if you had a one megawatt LENR plant, um, it could produce enough hydrogen for refueling uh, for cars that are and trucks that are coming in. Hydrogen is the key element for heavy oils, synthetic fuels, oil shells, and tar sand. Uh, hydrogen costs about $1 per kilogram or the equivalent of one gallon of gasoline. So again, when you look at the hydrogen uh, as in terms of its cost, 
it um, uh, the incentives will probably be right off will uh, be cheaper. Manufacturing will eventually, or production of hydrogen will eventually get cheaper as more uh, competition takes advantage of the profit margins. And as those profit margins then create more competition or an enticement for more competition, then we will see, uh, we'll see hydrogen prices uh, uh, drop rapidly because there's so much scalability to hydrogen production. In fact, because the the water is the main source of energy, hydrogen can be produced almost by anyone uh, with a electrolysis machine or some sort of uh, reformer. NASA has an LENR design. Uh, LNER uses slow-moving neutrons in a lattice with a 1e of energy, one millionth of a fast-moving electron. LNR slow-moving neutrons do not create ionizing radiation nor radioactive waste. Hydrogen ions are put into the nickel lattice. The lattice is vibrated between 5 to 30 terahertz, forcing the nickel electrons into hydrogen ions, forming slow-moving neutrons. The nickel absorbs the neutrons, making it unstable. To regain stability, the nickel strips a neutron um, off its electron, becoming a proton. Nickel is turned into copper and produces a lot of excess heat. That's a generalized explanation of how NASA um, uses LNER. And um, from what I understand is the Apple actual application is uh, water heaters with cogeneration where they produce uh, run natural gas through the field of the L- LNR. And uh, let's see, well, they, they produce hot water and electricity from their uh, generators. Um, Toyota has a vehicle called the FCV. The FCV has a 100 kilowatt fuel cell stack with a 500 kilo, kilometer range. Really, refilling times are three minutes. Production is expected to start by 2015. Storage is in a high pressure tank. Um, well, um, going on more on the LNER, uh, done by um, Rossi and Focardi. Dr. Edmund Storm says they, Rossi and Focardi, found a way of amplifying the effect to a level that makes it attractive as an industrial source of energy, and people in the cold fusion have been working towards that. He said that, um, Rossi said that one of the worst things he ever did was label 
the term cold fusion. Um, it was actually a nuclear reaction, didn't emit a high level of neutrons that, like fusion did, so therefore, because it wasn't emitting the neutron count uh, that was expected for fusion, then it was discarded as a fusion reaction. It was not a fusion reaction, but it was a nuclear reaction. And so the electrochemical process occurred where there was excess heat given off, and that excess heat um, was, um, was a nuclear reaction, and so he said that that was uh, one of the worst things he did is call it cold fusion. So this was a bit of a surprise and a shock, but a bit of a kick to get people moving a little bit more rapidly now. And it looks like the phenomena will actually have an application. Cold fusion starts by using deuterium and platinum. And Dr. Strom said that Rossi discovered that it worked quite well in nickel and light hydrogen. Dr. Strom received a PhD in radiochemistry from Washington University and retired from Los Alamos National Laboratory after 34 years. A Greek power company is due to run a commercial demonstration this year. Dr. Strom said Rossi used a nickel catalyst to combine hydrogen and carbon monoxide and it produced over unity. This accidental discovery led him to amplify the effect and apply it to light hydrogen and nickel, resulting in the same amplification. Rossi says it makes huge amounts of energy based on the nuclear reaction. I think it was 12 times the amount of heat uh, in energy. 100 Rossi cells have produced 1 megawatt of power. And so you can, uh, you can buy that. I think it's for $1 million, 1 megawatt for $1 million and it may be cheaper now. Uh, Rossi and Sergio Bacardi of the University of Bologna announced that they have just developed a device capable of 12,400 12, watts of heat power with an input of just 400 watts. Using their nickel hydrogen fusion reactor, the reactor produces copper and a large amount of energy the reactor starts with 1,000 watts of electricity, then reduces to 400 watts after a few minutes. Every minute, the reactor converts um, 292 grams of 20 degrees Celsius water into dry steam at 101 Celsius, requiring uh, 12,400 12, watts of power, a power gain of 12,400 divided by 400 equals 31. Electricity can be generated at a cost of one cents per kilogram. So nickel 58 plus a proton uh, yields copper 59. Oh, actually, uh, nickel 58 stripped of a proton yields uh, copper 59. Then copper 59 is decays with the positron, uh, electron, and a neutron, uh, neutrino emission. So it decays with the positron and a neutron emission in the nickel-59 uh, catalyst.
the um, electron antichelates with the negative electron in two gamma rays. So you'd have uh, electron positive, electron negative, uh, so a positron, which positron is a positive, negative would be electron, and that then uh, antichelates into the two gamma rays. How can a proton get captured by the nickel-58 nucleus? If a mass proton becomes a neutron, the result would be nickel-59. In order to have copper-59, there must be an increase in the atomic number from 28 to 29, and the electron of the mass proton gets ejected from the nucleus. The mass proton be becomes a proton. The chairman of the Swedish Skeptics uh, Society and chairman of the Energy Committee of the Swedish Royal Academy of Science examined the Rossi machine. They said, any chemical process for producing 250 kilowatts from any fill in a 50 centimeter container can be ruled out. So that means it has to be nuclear. The only alternative is that there is some kind of nuclear process that gives rise to the measured energy production, three liters of oil to produce 25 kilowatts. Rossi says that 100 of his 4.4 kilowatt reactors are running in four countries. Um, a two-ton series of small reactors are capable of producing one megawatt. Other companies considering using LNER devices are Lattice Energy, Blacklight Power, uh, Bernilene Energy, and Energetics. So 2,000 joules per second is equals 20 kilowatts. So 20,000 joules per second um, would equal 1.2483019 times 10 to the 17th millivolts per second. Starting from nickel 58, we can obtain copper formation and its successful decay into nickel, producing nickel 59, nickel 60, and nickel 62. The chain stops at copper 63, which is stable. Each nickel 58 to copper 63 transformation release releases 37.36 millivolt, millivolts, million electric volts of nuclear energy. 37.36 uh, MeV is derived as the actual mass of copper uh, Cu63 nucleus is. 62.9137 AMU, the mass of nickel 58 plus 5 neutrons um, is 62.5983 AMU, the mass defect is um, 62.95380 minus 62.91367 equaling zero point zero four 
0.013 AMU. 1 AMU equals 931 MeV as a standard conversion. And so if you multiply um, the mass defect times the standard conversion, you get 37.36 MeV. So transformation is uh, 1.25 times 10 to the 17th MeV. Uh, divide that by 37.36 MeV. That gives you 3.346 to 10 to the 15 transformations per second. Uh, seconds in six months would be 1.55 times 10 to the seventh equals 5.186 times 10 to the 20 to the 22nd power transformations per second or five grams of NE558 is transformed. So five grams of inner of nickel is transformed in six months, producing uh, that much power. How can a proton P get captured by the nickel 58 nucleus? The Rossi machine works by uh, neutrons capturing, capture versus proton capture. Proton capture requires astronomical force to overcome the Coulomb barrier. The winsome larsen theory, as cited by NASA, John Hopkins University, and the Institute of Science in Society. The Wyndham Larson theoretical standard model rates of proton of metallic hydrate surfaces, strong suppression gamma emissions, and create low energy neutrons that are captured by nickel.